Does your bike need some love? Shimano Original Replacement Parts are the best way to renew the original function of your Shimano-equipped bike. Available online and at your local retailer. From Red Kite Prayer, this is The Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. I am Celine Yeager, and with me is my co-host, Patrick Brady. As always, we are taking a look at how cycling fits into our lives. How are you, Patrick? I'm good. Uh, I'm struggling to deal with the change to daylight saving time. Uh, how about you? Hmm. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it, it, this change doesn't rattle me as much for some reason as the fall change does mm-hmm. like the fall change really messes up my clock uh-huh. um this one i i'm having a little trouble going to bed as early as i like because i haven't hit that circadian rhythm yet um and the morning you know the sun is coming up a little later but it's not been as bad as the other one i am more of a morning person Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been okay. I mean, I, I thought it might be a little more, uh, of a, of a bump, but it hasn't been so bad for yourself. Uh, I mean, I'm dealing with it well enough. The thing that has, well, to use your term rattled me, I've been reading Matthew Walker's why we sleep. He's a mm-hmm. sleep neuroscientist at Stanford. Yep. And I'm with that. Uh, just in the last few days, I covered the material about the change to daylight saving time and back. Mm. Mm-hmm. I want to say that the book said there's something like a 40% rise in heart attacks the day after the change. And there is a yeah. concurrent <laughs> change back. There's a concurrent drop when it changes back. Car accidents go up too, up and down the mm-hmm. same rate. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a lot of things that it's, it's interesting, um, that, reflect that that we don't well you know i mean think about how jet lag affects you i mean we're just not really made to have our circadian rhythms messed with you know it's just not a yeah and um, it's funny to me you know to hear people talk about all the ways they the the lengths they go to to try to short circuit jet lag mm -hmm. but the science as i understand it says you're going to adjust one hour per day and yet when you hear people talk about daylight saving time you'll hear people routinely say oh it's taken me a week to get used to that and it's only one hour yeah i'm not really sure what that's about i'm not really sure what's about it definitely this fall i was i was really I, I, you know, it always messes me up a little bit, but this fall, I, I definitely, definitely messed me up. I noticed the change <laughs> a lot um, and it definitely took about a week. The, sure. the earlier darkness, I mean, that that weighs on me. It's that's not fun. Um, right. Right. But that said, I would prefer that we finally just drop this charade. Could we please? Because it's this time of year where it's just begun to get light earlier. It's Mm -hmm. a little bit warmer in the morning, so I Mm -hmm. could conceivably go out for a ride earlier. And suddenly now it's still dark till about seven o'clock and it's 43 degrees when I get up. (laughs) I'm like, no, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't don't know. I mean, I feel like it gets more. It's debated every year. I feel like it's more heavily debated every year, but I, I don't. There's not. I don't feel like there's this giant momentum to actually pick one. And I think that's part of the problem, right? We would have to pick a time. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's going to take another couple decades in and of itself. Like, even if people decide, like, yes, we are going to pick one standard time and it'd be like, who's standard time? Do we want the... It's it's ludicrous how we artificially manipulate this. Yeah. 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 Well, just, you know, when you look at the map for how the, the time zones are arranged, they're not straight lines. (laughs) <laughs> you know that, that that's a good i've never actually thought about it but yeah you're correct yeah. <laughs> i mean it is theoretically possible that you can travel from one island southeast and go back in time 
Yes. Oh, that's, yeah, 100%. And correct me if I'm wrong, or somebody will correct me if I'm wrong. I thought for a while, and maybe still, that Phoenix did or did not change, and the rest of Arizona did or did not change. Like, I thought there was, like... Arizona is my recollection. Just Arizona, just the whole thing to go take a hike. Yeah. It's it's maybe the, the single most sane thing about that state. So what time are they on? They just stay you know? with normal on, normal on standard on time. Standard time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They don't pick up and move. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a weird practice. It's well, a, it's a it's weird if, practice. If any place in the U.S. was likely to buck the trend and go, no, we're going to do something that is sane according to the entire rest of the world. You'd think it would be California. Perhaps, yeah, <laughs> you know, or a place like Texas to be like, you're not going to tell us what to do. Well, this is our time. <laughs> but I would see Texas as maybe just staying on daylight saving time year round. Yeah, I mean, it's they're just going to do what they want. Yeah, yeah. Let's give states rights. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll never know what time it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there were parts of Tennessee not far from where I grew up that would simply go back in time 20 years. Well, there's that, but <laughs> there's, there's no clock adjustment that for that, any of that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's much about daylight though. Uh, no, uh, certainly fashion <laughs> haircuts. And then, and then it might be back in, never mind. Yes, <laughs> it could be so. back in style. Yes. Moving right along. <laughs> mm. Moving right along. Yeah. Speaking of the mid South, isn't oh, that coming yeah. up? Good transition. It is. Uh, I am getting ready for the Mid-South, uh, formerly Land Run. As planned, it is going on as planned. Um, you know, it's got me a little ruffled as the world comes apart at the seams <laughs> with all these unknowns. I, I don't tend to get, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a panic-driven person. Uh, and I, yeah, I'm just trying to educate myself as best as possible and as be safe as possible without shrink wrapping myself in a hermetically sealed bubble. Uh, you know, and, and most a lot of outdoor events are going on, you know, and mm-hmm. they don't have it's not a hotbed of stuff down there. Uh, so it's unnerving, but I made the decision that I'm just going to go forth, you know, and just uh, be sensible, but but go forth and 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 do the event. And it, it doesn't help that. Uh, the weather is also giving me some serious agita. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like one thing to be calm and, and, and sunny right, right now. Um, and right now, actually, it is down there. Uh, good weather in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Tomorrow and Thursday look super dandy with uh, partial clouds and highs in the low to mid 70s. Bet the the, the roads are rolling pretty nice. But then, of course, Friday has a chance of storms and Saturday has showers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't melt. That's fine. <laughs> it's what happens underneath my tires <laughs> that I'm mostly worried about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that clay-based mud? Clay-based mud. It's beautiful, red dirt. Right. Clay-based mud. It does look like a, do- a pottery. It looks like mm-hmm. adobe. It looks like you could make a house out of it. Um, and I see people joking about taking their chopsticks from the Chinese takeout, you know, to pack along with them to <laughs> <laughs> to use to clear their cassette. Uh, and that, you know, don't even get me started on having to pack for a, you know, it's easy to pack for the grasshopper because I'm like, okay, I won't need like everything I own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... But as we've discussed, it's supposed to be like in the 40s and 50s. So it could be anything. It could be anything. I don't know how that's going to feel. How heavy are those cloud covers? How much is it going to rain? You know, all that stuff has huge bearing on what the temperatures are going to feel like. So I'm going to have to end up packing every stitch I own. Multiple jerseys, multiple arm warmers, multiple jackets, lots of socks, multiple vests. And, And lots of black so that you can get it clean afterward. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. But I wonder if it's the kind of like, you know, sometimes like a car, black really shows the uh, dirt longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. I should just wear something Adobe colored or something you know, that like <laughs> matches the. Uh, I was thinking it was considerably easier when I raced on a team 
you know, a few just a couple of years ago. Like I spent 10 years pretty much knowing the basics of everything I would wear. I would mm-hmm. wear a team kit and then I would just need to figure out what I would do in addition to my team kit. And now that the world is my oyster, I'm not sure it's better. well yeah once you once you're faced with the choice of well do i bring the costelli arm warmers or do i bring the pearl azumi ones and Mm -hmm. oh gosh i love i love this vest from asos you know but this other one from pactimo yeah that's these are huge first world problems i recognize that (laughs) but they are indeed my first world problems right now Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. i've already made my tire selection the bike is already there so i can't be messing around with my bike right now what tire did you choose well this is even better because i've never ridden them oh my god what's going on (laughs) you didn't change anything did you (laughs) my i always have been, I mean, for the past couple of years, I've sworn by the Schwalbe G1 all rounds. Like, those are great tires, but I have worn them threadbare. So I'm like, I cannot take threadbare tires to this event. That's dumb. You uh, could, but yeah, it would not be a good it, idea. It's dumb. It's dumb. So, you know, I, so I'm like, oh, maybe this is a time I could test something else. And at that time, I still had like some time to get on them. So I texted Yuri because he's done it times and mm-hmm. i know he's with uh pirelli right now is, mm-hmm. is one of his sponsors and he likes their tires so i was like oh what do you think about them there he's like oh they'd be great i'll send you you know he sent me uh 35s and 40s but they kind of got hung up so they didn't arrive until my bike was ready to ship out so they basically went on my bike i took the 35s i think that was a great choice um yeah uh-huh. because more clearance, clearance more be- yeah more clearance more better the four, it's not, it's, if it was bone dry, maybe the 40s, but 35 is fine, no matter what. I mean, even if it had been, whatever, that was the better choice. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's uh, not a lot of rock to speak, and perhaps any rock to speak of. Uh, right. Like out here, where a 35 can be a risky proposition. To, to tear a sidewall. Uh, well, just, or just, just to slide flat. around. Just a oh, pinch okay. flat. On, uh, you know, you, you bang into the rocks and, you know, you can cut a uh, cut a tire you know snake bite it that sort of thing right um, right yeah so yeah that doesn't seem i'm not anyway i'm not, I, i'm that's just gonna i'm gonna put that out of my head because because i'm going to control my controllables <laughs> and right now <laughs> i have to just hang on to what i have i'm going to bring the food and hydration i believe i will need that's supposed to be super hot so the hydration shouldn't be terribly difficult uh, I'll have something to clear mud. I'll be psychologically prepared to walk. I'll be psychologically prepared for suck. You know, like if it's <laughs> wait, I, I just, I mean, I, I think I get to claim I'm a reasonably hopeful sort now after the last six months or so, but how does one prepare oneself to hike with a bike mentally so that when you're in the midst of doing it, you're not like, what am I doing? I think just I'm a visualizer. I visualize a lot. Okay. Like I've always like in all of my race situations, I've always um, I visualize while I am training for, for the next event. That will be my next visualization is the event that I'm going to do. It's a little hard because I've never done this one, but I, I I've watched some videos. So I have something in my head. But um, but I think what I think. People are most. Uh, rattled, upset when their expectation and reality aren't matched up. Mm-hmm. And if you visualize yourself riding your bike and zipping along on your bike and all these things, and all of a sudden you're trudging, you're really going to be upset, right? But if, but if in my visualization, which I have allowed to, you know, a lot visualize, I'm like, okay, if it's that bad, I'm going to shoulder it and I'm going to walk it. And it's just, you know, that's, it is going to be what it's going to be and not to get, mentally upset about that you know like just accept that 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 might be part of my day is mm-hmm. i don't i don't love walking with my bike it's not one of my favorite things to do i don't really like walking period quite honestly i'd rather be <laughs> on my bike all the time but um but but i you know i have just like instead of worrying about it or dreading it or you know just putting it out of my head i think letting it in your head is the way to psychologically prepare yourself for it. Cause mm-hmm. then if you don't walk much, you're happy. You know, if you don't walk at all, you're a stat, you know, you're super happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about the handful of episodes of Cops that I saw where everybody who got arrested was pretty upset about it. I don't think they visualized getting arrested. No, probably not. They think they're going to get away with it forever. I mean, I, I, that's that's what always that's a, that's another rabbit hole. But I'm always amazed, that especially white collar criminal people mm-hmm. who think they're going to get away with something. There were people real quick story because it's so hilarious. There were people at the Philadelphia airport. This was maybe in the 90s who falsified the parking tickets, uh-huh. you know, and skimmed. So they had all these. Fa- it was this brilliant operation. They had houses down the shore. They had second cars. But you're not going to get away with that forever. Someone's going to talk and someone's going to be like, how do you have that house down the shore? And like, uh, eventually, like, maybe you should put a time frame on that. Like, we'll only do it. You know what I mean? We're going to do this for three years, get a bunch of money and get out of it. Anyway, so. I am I am not going to be like those people. I am, I am going to I'm going to visualize your arrest. I mean, uh, I might, mud. I might walk. I'm, I'm going to say that I might walk a lot. Right. I might walk. Mm-hmm. I got all day. Maybe I'll walk. And if I have to walk, I'll stop and like have a snack and take pictures. I don't know. I'm just going to like let that be part of like let that come if that's what my day holds. Right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. I've just decided that that is that is OK. And um, I, I just read something on Bill Strickland's Instagram this week. He had posted something about uh, how voluntary suffering can lead to grace. If and only if we accept its futility, which is a little more than I can wrap my head around in its entirety. But I think about that concept a lot, if not in those exact terms. Like, I signed up to be part of this event knowing the possibility, right? Knowing that it is a very weather-dependent event. Mm-hmm. I signed up to experience this place and this movement that Bobby Wintel has created. I have voluntarily put myself on my bike in many adverse conditions. I raced five days of BC bike race with a cracked rib. Uh, sure. Ago. Okay. Why not? That, that, that was one. That was terrible. <laughs> I raced through a hundred degrees days in South Africa. And, you know, each time, of course, there were moments where I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? But the answer is voluntary suffering. And maybe looking for grace. Like, I'm not generally looking to prove anything to the world or myself, especially after all of these starting lines. Mm-hmm. I'm more looking to strip away the non-essentials of self and turn pedals in the elements and, you know, use my fuel and my body for energy to power myself and break it down to that very elemental state of being. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something... Like, everyone's like, why do you do this stuff? And I think there's something deep inside of us that craves that and needs us. The simplicity. Kind of stripping the world bare. Yes, yes. Stripping to to the essentials of what we are um, physically Mm -hmm. meant to do, which is basically turn, this is a a huge thing, but but like turn food into energy and propel ourselves, you know, through this world mm-hmm. and that's a bicycle <laughs> you know like you're doing that on a bicycle you're part of a community which is also i think when you like it strips out all the other stuff and it's it's just the essential stuff it's the ground it's the air it's you know the food and the water and your movement and there is something in that and there in 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 the task being difficult as well and that you having to work for it there is something that in the end, resembles a state of grace at the end of it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And there's another piece to this, which is, you know, whoever you find yourself with out on the course, you know, they've ridden just as hard as you have to get to that point. And so they've been laid bare more or less to the same degree that you have. And so you have a commonality of purpose. It's one of the reasons that the people who you've suffered through an event with are suddenly mm-hmm. like almost best friends. Right, it's like, oh, right. you were there that day. It was 40 degrees and pelting rain. And, you know, there's a camaraderie there that's different than if you did a century on a 75 degree day. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. I would prefer it to be a 75 degree day. Uh, 
Yeah. But yeah I'll, I'll go for grace. Right, right, right. I don't need that much grace right this <laughs> right. I'm good. I've built up a lot. The stockpile might still be high, but, you know, I'll top off the tank. Yeah. Uh, perhaps. Well, I mean, one of the interesting things, a corollary to what you're talking about, when you read accounts of mountain climbing, alpinists, mm-hmm. the recurring theme that comes up when people are like, okay, dude, why? Because that's a much bigger question, given the risk, you know, than oh my God, yes. riding your bike around in the mud. Right. And well, I, let's face it, I could just bail out. I mean, I'm not, mm, I'm not going to die out there. I'll, sure. I'll, like, it's, yeah, it's not a life or death situation most of the time. Right. Barring some terrible circumstance. Yeah. Right. And the thing that I find so remarkable is that uniformly, they talk about the appeal of stripping the world bare. You've mm-hmm. eliminated all the extraneous stuff. There's no phone bill to deal with. There's mm-hmm. no teacher's conference. There's no kids getting bullied. There's, you know, no politics. All that stuff has been eliminated and it's them and the mountain. You know, it's you and the race course. And I think that's, that's the doorway through which we have to walk in order to find the grace. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's a, it's very, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. And I, and I, and I, and I imagine that everyone has, um, their own size doorway or their own Mm -hmm. size. You know what I mean? Like not, I am never going to climb. Like that's right. I'm not an Everest. I'm not going to go climb any, any, anything that has like 25% of me chance of me dying it's not happening i'm not going to jump off something in a squirrel suit i'm not going to climb you know (laughs) as as fun as that sounds if i'm in a squirrel suit it's a halloween party (laughs) and i would be all over it if it weren't so lethal but like you know i'm I'm not that yeah alex honnold does not sit in here on the other side of skype with you i'm just not Mm -hmm. not free soloing anytime Mm -hmm. yeah 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 uh, I've been keeping an eye on the weather, uh, there because, uh, just days after you do that, I will be in Memphis for spring break and with, oh. yeah, with my boys going back to see oh, my mom. See your mom. So, uh, Hey everybody, that means, uh, no episode next week. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the forecast is one of thunder showers or rain. Yep. I mean, I can either have a rainy day or I can have a day with thunder showers. <laughs> yeah, that's about I'm, right. I'm bringing all my rain jackets. I'm not sure why. I, one may do, but I'm going to bring all the rain jackets. Yeah. Yeah. Good to have options. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, good luck. Thank you. Thank you. It, it'll be an experience nonetheless. It, he puts on, I mean, it's not... It's not just a one day thing for sure down there. He puts on a whole event. I mean, Bobby is all about the spectacle and the event, so it should be good. I would one of these days I'm going to do it and I would like to have worked it out this year, but traveling with little people is. Um, oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a thing. Yep. <laughs> We're going to take a short break for our sponsor Shimano and we'll be right back at Shimano. We love riding and we know you do, too. As a small repayment. For all the joy your bike has brought your life, we encourage you to maintain your bike regularly. Genuine Shimano replacement parts will keep your Shimano-equipped bike running smoothly. Whether your bike is built with 105, XTR, or our new gravel group, GRX, a well-maintained bike will operate better and go faster. Worn out a chain? Consider that a badge of honor. You've been riding a lot. Does it sound like metal on metal when you hit your rim brakes? That's a sign it's time for new brake shoes. What if your disc brakes don't feel as crisp as they used to? Cool, you've been going fast. Give them a bleed. Does your chain skip on smaller cogs? You're using all your gears, and now your cassette is shot. Is that old saddle creaking? It may be fatigued because of all the miles you've put in. Consider a saddle from Shimano's Pro line of components. And what about your feet? Cleats can and do wear out, especially the right cleat if you're a cyclocross racer. Whether it is the plastic cleat on a road shoe 
or metal SPD cleat that can and do wear out. To keep that love burning bright, show your bike a little TLC and take it by your nearest Shimano dealer to keep it running just like when it was new. Alrighty, we are back with the Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. Patrick, give me your poll this week. <laughs> My poll may have a, shall we say, somewhat regional appeal. Mm-hmm. It's spring here in Sonoma County, usually. We still have days that are Northern California winter, and I know that that's not winter by any real standard. <laughs> So I won't complain, uh, but I will also admit they are appearing less and less frequently. Spring here, on the other hand, is a marvelous experience. The sort of thing that makes me glad to be, you know, not just alive, but specifically here in Northern California. The sights and smells this time of year are just amazing. For Mm -hmm. instance, my very favorite flower in the entire world is the California poppy. Which is different from other poppies in that it blooms yellow-orange to deep-orange. And for those who I haven't previously made aware, my favorite color is orange. Just in the last week, I've seen the first of them for the year. That's a little earlier than I'd like because it means we really didn't get enough rain this year. The flower doesn't have much of a scent as I ride by the blooms, but, you know, that's okay. That's what lavender and star jasmine are for. They both provide a perfume that I find just completely intoxicating. I mean, I I sometimes wonder if I could just huff their pollen and actually have an altered state of consciousness from that. I think you could. Yeah. Uh, Magic stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Last year, for the first time in decades, the Redwood Lily was sighted in Trioni Anadel State Park near me. And like... Friends of ours were posting on Facebook saying, hey, we found some. Nobody's seen it for more than 20 years. And so I got to go see the flower in various stages of its life cycle. And until it was well and truly wilting, it changed as if it had its own seasons. And its life cycle, honestly, baited me into riding a rather challenging trail several times in just 10 days or so. This is a trail that I would not normally seek out all that often. I would normally need like friends to say, well, let's go hit this. And I go, "Mm, all right. It's (laughs) a, it's not quite fall line, but. (laughs) I gotcha. Yeah. 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 I know exactly what I mean. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you end up going so quickly that if you're really not stopping to look around, you will fly right by that flower. So I'm actually going to head over there sometime soon. I'm also seeing rosemary bloom. I'm seeing wild mustard. And then there are a whole host of other flowers I don't even know the names of. And seeing green interrupted by bold color is really encouraging. Uh, If not for the fact that six months from now, I know it will all be golden and we will be living in fear of fire. Mm. But the other piece of this is that there's just... Something really lovely to seeing more people out recreating. Mm -hmm. I get that when someone is on a mountain bike, they don't much want to see someone else on the single track. They want to just be able to take off and shred the gnar, right? (laughs) Uh, And I I don't blame anyone for that desire because I kind of like that myself. But I keep thinking about how our wild places are under fire. And I'm aware that the more people who use our parks and visit Mm -hmm. our national forests, Mm -hmm. the better our voice will be for saving these places. And so that much really encourages me. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, the something about spring, it's like, Oh, the people have sprung as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Uh, And I, it's, it's really nice. Um, Yeah. There's a little spot of star Jasmine on the way to the boys school that I'll stop by this afternoon. Nice. That stuff is just magic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, Celine, what are the sights and smells of Eastern Pennsylvania in spring? Oh, well, you are so much more botanically aware than I am. (laughs) um, So I like I I I can tell you that the places that I ride that I noticed um, snowdrops are the first things to come up. 
we get crocuses, we get daffodils. I mean, they, they come up in, in a succession. Forsythia come out. Uh, spring here is truly spectacular. Mm-hmm. You know, often we didn't, we had almost no snow this year. We were just in this very strange uh, central PA got snow, other areas got snow, and we got kind of nothing. So it's been, often we have like kind of the black and white season where, you know, where we do get snow and it sticks around and that's beautiful in its own way, but you're just color deprived. Uh-huh. So when spring does explode, it's amazing because we have so many, well, you know, I mean, you have different colors, but we have like pinks and purples and just like this huge array. And it's just, it's just lush. I mean, it smells very lush because it's uh, wet. <laughs> no, it's wet here. <laughs> sometimes it smells like worms, which isn't great, but sometimes it smells, you know, just like honeysuckle and all the, the the just the amazing fragrances that just are all over the air and my eyes water an awful lot because there's a lot of you know the uh, there's a lot of pine trees and stuff and they, they explode you can see a fine layer of green on everything it covers everything my car the inside <laughs> of my car if i have my window open my desk uh, you know, that's, that's got its own ups and downs, but spring <laughs> is definitely, it's hard. I I'm hard pressed between spring and fall. I mean, I think spring might win over fall just because it's rebirth, you know, and fall is like a slow kind of sort of ennui of dying. Like I'm, come November, I'm like, Ooh, fall's getting sad, <laughs> you know, and spring's mostly about that rebirth. And it's about, like you said, like it was 70 degrees here Monday and everybody was out kids on scooters, people walking dogs, you know, the whole thing was full moon and people are out at night and they're walking around just to see the moon. And there is something very nice about that. There's something, uh, I, there's something very inviting about that. I a hundred percent agree. So yeah, it's been, uh, it, yeah, it's one of my favorite seasons. It's, it's, it's a little challenging. Our mountain biking in spring is a little challenging sometimes because of the wet, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a, mm-hmm. if it's a rainy April, April showers, bring May flowers. Do they say that in California? I don't know. But no, they, we're, we've got all they, that stuff done with by then. Uh, well, they say it here. <laughs> April showers, bring May flowers. Uh, so, I, you know, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely a mud season sometimes and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like, but uh, but everywhere else is pretty great. Riding, you know, the road riding's awesome. The gravel riding's awesome. So, yeah, I'm 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 embracing the spring this time. And I think I think we all are going to welcome spring and warmness and and marching forward from this madness that we are going through right now with the coronavirus and everything, you know, like a little distance from that as the year goes on is going to be a really welcome thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Since we're both getting in those sealed up aluminum tubes pretty soon, uh, that will be a, a <laughs> yeah, little bit of an yeah. adventure. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I flew back from California. It wasn't bad flying back from California last week, you know, when it was sort of the, when the hysteria first started, but mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how many people are on the flights. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it'll be fun. Okay, fine. It'll be raining, but it'll be fun to be in Memphis and see their first taste of spring as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and in one way, I'll actually be a little bit grateful for the rain because it'll keep the pollen out of the air. I, I am allergic to an awful lot of things in the Mid-South. Uh, like there are a lot of things to be allergic to. And, and in a manner of speaking, I am allergic to all of the things. Uh, (laughs) so yeah, I, I, the, the rain is not necessarily a terribly bad thing at one level. I'd like it not to rain the entire time I'm there. Separate issue. (laughs) And you know, it's funny. I even find myself enjoying the, the smell of the, the manure, the, you know, the cow fields, mm-hmm. um, that's that springy smell of all the rain hitting all that. Oh, I'm very familiar with that. It's, it reminds me of spring racing. Yeah. All, all the early season road races that I used to do. Yeah. And yeah. the color brown that my Jersey would get changed to. Oh yeah. No, this, we still have plenty of, uh, I, I was following Amish buggies on Sunday, you know, <laughs> going through the field. <laughs> Which is just, which is a very different, it's such a different uh, experience, I think, from so many people. I mean, that's, that's, that could be part of my everyday ride, you know, depending Mm -hmm. what route I took, Mm -hmm. is 
being among Amish people and horses and buggies. And I just, I often think like, but a lot of people don't have this. Yes. Like most. <laughs> yeah. And it's as a cyclist, it's interesting because depending on just how hard you're going, their pace and your pace can be awfully similar. Well, I, I don't know if I've said this before, but we have, it's fascinating because uh, the Amish community surrounds the area where our velodrome is. And you will see Amish kids on like tricked out a TT bike sometimes because they pick them up at the Veloswap, which is the, <laughs> you know, the spring sale. <laughs> so like you see, he's got the hat and he's got the whole thing, like, but in aero bars on this bike. And it's hilarious. That that's worth a photo. <laughs> that is worth. Yeah. A photo. Yeah. 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 Oh. And we've had, we've had, uh, we've had teenage boys in, in, Buggies definitely racing us. Definitely racing us. Mm-hmm. Seeing mm-hmm. them picking up down, and you know, horses are not slow. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Nineteen ninety-two Eastern Collegiate Cycling Championships were in State College, and oh, there's a lot of Amish that way. I, I apparently so. Yeah, I mean, it was mm-hmm. news to me, but yeah, the UMass cycling team went down for the championships. And on Sunday morning, when the team time trial happened, all the Amish were on their way to, to church. And mm-hmm. so a team time trial, we're doing 28, 29 miles an hour. So we're passing buggy after buggy after buggy. <laughs> and at one point we approach this one buggy and I look over and there's a girl of maybe 15 and a boy of maybe 12. The boy is driving the buggy. Mm-hmm. And we pass them and all of a sudden I hear the clip, clip, clip. Clop, clip, clop, go to and I look over and the kids like he's got the switch going and we still rode away from him, but we rolled across the line and we're, you know, off on the side of the road trying not to throw up. And several minutes later, when they come by, he yells, I almost got you. It That's was, awesome. it, it was so good. Uh, yeah. We were all just roaring with laughter. It was such a classic kid moment. It was so great. Uh, one of the high points, maybe the high point of that entire trip. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we see them a lot actually at unpaved because it cuts straight through Amish country, like the Buffalo River Valley there. The, the rail trail that we take out to the start is surrounded on both sides by Amish farms. I mean, so it's, it is, the stores have uh, posts where people can tie up their horses. Like it is true, deep Amish country. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's neat. That's neat. Well, yet another reason for me to make the trip out and maybe uh, another reason for all our listeners to make the trip. Yeah. Totally worth it. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Alrighty. Paceline picks. I have uh, the new bolt. I have the mm-hmm. new element bolt that just uh, it uh, just came out and it just hit my desk yesterday. And I think I had talked about the Garmin Edge 830 not that long ago. We had this discussion. Yeah, I am still struggling with that. I wish I wish I feel it makes me I hate when a device makes me feel dumb, but like <laughs> I know it does so much and I'm getting there with it, but it's a lot of, it's just so much work for me to navigate all the things that Garmin has to offer. Like it, it really, really is. And I know it has a ton to offer. And I know that there's a, I'm every time I say this, I feel like I'm bashing Garmin and I don't mean to, cause I really don't mean to, but it's just this, the, this difference is so striking. Like uh-huh. to take this bolt out of the box and just like, sync it to my phone and just set it up just the way I want literally in 10 minutes and go ride. And it's just, I know what I, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel competent <laughs> it makes me feel, as opposed to like, Oh my God. You know, the government has the stuff that has the store is right that you can buy different third party apps and just so much stuff, but it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, the, and the new bolt is down to $230, which yeah. is a really good price for that device. Considering all that it does, I mean, I would be hard pressed to encourage anybody to buy anything else. It, it's it's huge. And it's, um, I haven't tried it yet, but they have, you can, and I don't think I have a compatible e-bike, but there's a new, 
with the new bolt, there's an e-bike integration element to it uh-huh. where you can, uh, there's a firmware update that allows the, the computer, the head unit to receive key metrics like battery life, uh, current mode, the assist percentage. So you can kind of monitor that stuff on your GPS device, which I thought is as these things become more popular and as people take them out longer and, you know, e-bikes, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that's that all that information on your head unit is going to be germane, I think. Yeah. Like estimated yeah. range left if I'm out in Moab somewhere. Maybe I want to know that. Maybe I want to know, like, you know, this is how far you uh, you might want to he- start heading back. I'm curious to see if it will sync with the Bosch in my e-cargo bike, my Yuba Spicy hmm. Curry, because the range thing is a real question, because once yes. I get down to three or two miles left to go and I've already turned it down to like eco mode, uh, mm-hmm. one mile when you're one mile from home, there's a much bigger margin of error than you really think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And pedaling a cargo bike with two mm-hmm. boys on the back. <laughs> let's just say that I can kill myself and do 12 miles an hour. Totally. Oh, kill, I mean, kill, kill myself. Yourself. Yeah. 12 no. miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. And so that final turn into our complex at the left turn arrow It's like, well, will I get through the intersection quickly enough? So, yeah, knowing a little bit more about range, uh, a few other little metrics, that could be, I might need yet another mount for the, for the bolt. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it'll be interesting. I'd be interesting to see if it does that for you. I I don't know exactly. I haven't dug too far into that. I, I kind of don't think it will sync with uh, the e-bike I have, but, but it's kind of cool. It would be, it'd be interesting if it did. Yeah, it's it's going to be worth some research on my end. I, I do look forward to that. Yeah. And yeah, you know, like you've said, it's just so easy to use a Wahoo product. It just really is. It just really is. I mean, it's just they have that part down. They have yeah. they have that part. It's so easy. And that, you know, and I know that they're not perfect. They, you know, mm-hmm. I know. Yes, the. Some people had mentioned in our comments, like the elevation is off and off. That's true. I've oh. noticed that too. Yeah. But I Strava, I Strava correct. And, and I've had my Garmin do that too. I've had Garmin on a overcast day, not, I mean, any of those things that are sensitive can be off, but, um, but the ease of use for me personally, just, just trumps it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, the only way Wahoo products could be any easier is if they were made by Apple. Yeah, but, but it's it's kind of close. Like, mm-hmm. you, it's pretty intuitive. Yeah. You can figure out where things are. That is still my problem, and that has always been my problem with a Garmin, is I don't know where things live. Is it mm. under widgets? Is it mm-hmm. under apps? Is it under this screen? Is it under, like... That, I have a hard time. It doesn't... It's not intuitive for me. And it doesn't... I can't... Uh, you don't control it with your phone quite the same way, but you still need to use the, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's a little, little much for me. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Because I, just, I have these apps, as I mentioned, that I want to test, but they're only Garmin compatible. But now it's layer upon layer of technology on me, you know, so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, speaking of apps. <laughs> So a few weeks ago when I was at South Bay Sports Medicine, my buddy Sean encouraged me to check out the Under Armour app, My Fitness Pal. So this oh, was part of, uh, you know, this was part of, you know, Map My Fitness, Map My Ride yep. and all that. Um, yep. It was uh, an app that they developed. And when Under Armour bought it, they stuck the Under Armour logo on it and then kept all the awesomeness. So. It does quite a few different things. There are training plans. There are workout routines. Uh, they they have recipes for those of us who are trying to eat differently. Uh, not to mention they help with offering challenges and goal setting. For my money, the best feature is the daily diary that allows you to record your meals, snacks, mm-hmm. water intake, and exercise. 
I will admit right here and now that I don't use the water intake at all. Maybe I should, but I haven't been tracking my water. Um, But what you can do is you can put it in a target goal for the number of calories you want to consume. And it will help you budget your calories in as much as it tells you how many calories you have remaining before you've hit your, in my case, uh, 2020 calories. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the other things it can do seemingly, I'm not even sure just what has happened here yet because I only discovered it today. (laughs) It will either sync with other apps or with Bluetooth devices. Um, perhaps my scale, either it's talking to the, the app that my scale talks to, or it talks Uh to my scale because it says I'm down more than five pounds since the first of the year. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I've been so focused on the diary that as I was flipping through, looking at more stuff, it's like, oh, I'm going to talk about this. I should be able to talk about what else it has aside from the thing that I use it for, for Mm -hmm. which it is so useful. Uh, and then it says, you know, 5.7 pounds. And right when I used it, I was up a little bit. Um, I didn't realize I was up quite that much. Um, I'm pretty good. I, I don't step on the scale every day, but every couple of days. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was a, a little bit of a newsflash. But I'm just so impressed because you can put in something that you bought at the store. and it'll already have all the nutrition information there for it. So you don't have to estimate what that calorie count was. It'll have what a a current serving is. Oh, and you can, you can put in serving size. uh, You can put in number of servings. It's, there are so many different ways to slice the nutritional information so that you're getting an accurate count of calories. Mm I'm really impressed. I've used a number of these things over the years, and this one is orders of magnitude better than anything I ever used in the past. And you do this. Have you done this daily? Like all the time? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Wow. There there was a day last weekend where basically everything was kind of homemade, uh, you know, recipe type stuff. And I gave up that day. I was just like, oh, I can't figure this out. Um, that may have been 600 calories. It may have been 800. I'm out. But on most ordinary days where it's a little easier for me to track and, and try to predict what it is I'm going to do through the rest of the day, it's been super useful. So if there's one day a week where I just give up because I can't Mm -hmm. quite calculate, I don't feel badly about that. Hmm. But, you know, as you mentioned in a, in a poll some months back, just the act of recording what you're eating makes you more conscious. Oh, for sure. Oh, there's no question about that. Yeah. Yeah, There's no question about that. I've never done it because I don't have the patience for it. Um, And I cook everything. So Mm -hmm. it's just not, you know, I I mean, pretty much everything is, is nothing. I don't have much that has labels on it, Um, but it would, uh, yeah, it's just, it's not my, it's not my jam, but I know, I know people, uh, who do it are in, incredibly consistent and successful with it. I mean, it's definitely a very um, effective tool. There's no question about it. I mean, that's been proven for decades, quite frankly. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, there's a limit to just how anal I will get as, as previously indicated. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's been remarkable. It, it has just, it has simplified that process. Mm-hmm. immeasurably and mm-hmm. you know it's one of those things that you know if you don't make it completely onerous to do you might actually do the thing well right and that's yeah and that's that's not easy to do like it's no. not easy to make something especially like that easy to do because it sounds easy but it's not easy in application it's it's not right right and you know one of the other things is like so i'll i'll record my ride with my wahoo element that uploads uh, to the Element app, which yep. I then export to Strava. I open yep. the Strava file. I look at yep. how many calories it says I've burned. Yep. And then I yep. put that in the daily exercise. I get that there's a fudge factor with all of this. You know, it, some of these yeah. things could be off by 10%, but maybe not. 
but again, the act of recording, the act of keeping track. Yeah. I mean, it's keeping yeah. me honest. Yeah. And I, I have just so much more command and well, I don't know about control, uh, <laughs> but I've got a much better working knowledge of what's going in and coming back out. Easily well, the best I've had in my life. Well, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, remarkable stuff. So I'm, in, I'm impressed. I'm sold. Uh, I, not sold enough to go for the premium membership where I can actually put in the amount of protein and the amount of fat and all that. There's oh, a whole that's other layer. Macro trackers. That's such a big thing right now. Tracking macros, mm-hmm. um, which again, you're not going to see this person do, but I understand. I understand that it is effective for, for people who are trying to achieve certain goals and I get it, but that, it's not, that's not in my DNA. Yeah. I, I mean, I've got my quirks. I think we've settled that, but OCD is not one of them. Yeah, I've got some of that, but it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't lean that way. <laughs> Yours doesn't play out in that particular. No, flavor. no, no. It plays out different, in different theaters. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, well, you know, before we go, I want to thank everybody oh, yeah. for stopping yeah. by and yeah. putting in comments and letting us know who you are. That was Some pretty cool. Yeah. Some of you have included a little extra there about like favorite stuff you've done and places you go and getting that extra little layer has been a real treat. What I really love is we're, I think somewhere around 33%, about a third of our respondents are women and man, diverse communities are healthy communities. I, I like seeing not just white guys. That's, that's good stuff. Uh, it encourages me and, uh, yeah, just the, the nature of the way everybody shares stuff. You can tell they're interesting, thoughtful people. And, uh, I like that especially. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, uh, keep those responses coming and keep the questions coming. You all are sending great stuff. If you've got an idea, please drop by RKP and put a suggestion in the comments. We've still got a few kits left from uh, Primal for, for the Pace line. They are up in the RKP store. They are very, very durable. I will say I have raced in all sorts of conditions in mine, and they, they are holding up beautifully. It's, it's my go-to stuff. Just throwing oh. that in there. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. It, uh, it's only now really getting warm enough for me, me to wear it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You may be made of sterner stuff. we hope you've enjoyed the show and if you have please leave us a good review on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts it makes us easier for other listeners to find until next week i'm patrick brady with celine yeager thanks for listening to the pace line